have you thought about stopping retirement contributions because some finance guru told you to pay off debt first, especially high interest debt first? Or maybe you aren't sure if you should start contributing when you have debt to pay. A lot of people will tell you to go ahead and pay off the high interest rate first because it accrues more than the market. Well, today I'm going to discuss the actual numbers and how all that logic is flawed, except for in a very, very small fraction of the population. I'm Ashley with Budgets Made Easy, and you're listening to the Money Mindset Podcast, where we help support you with your debt payoff journey without all the shame and guilt, so you can let go of the fear of failing and start living the life you really deserve. Before we get started, don't forget that for the month of March 2023, we are accepting entries for the week of giveaways. All you have to do is leave a review for the Money Mindset Podcast, take a screen and submit it at budgetsmadeeasy.com slash giveaway. Now, don't forget to go and sign up because there's lots of prizes. I'm giving away different prizes every day for an entire week. So go check it out. Now, let's discuss holding off retirement savings when you have debt. When we were paying off debt, I was not comfortable with doing this at first. Even though I was listening to Dave Ramsey at the time and he said it over and over. I now no longer follow Dave and generally can't stand the man anymore, which I discuss more in detail as to why in episode 62, why I quit Dave Ramsey. But at that time, I was considering stopping contributions to retirement um, once we had already paid off two of our three debts. Now, the last debt was my student loan debt, and it was our largest debt, and it was accruing over $5 a day in interest. So I was very motivated and wanted to pay it down fast. It had been 10 years since I graduated college and I had only paid off around $3,000 in that time. So I was motivated to get it done quickly. I wanted it out of my life. Uh, We had consistently put in around 3% each plus 6% into my pension and the town that I worked for also added in 5% into my 401k. And I worked there for over 10 years. We were in our early 30s at this time, so we we still had a lot saved and we will retire as millionaires, even if we didn't contribute another penny. But when trying to decide if it was worth it or not, I did the math to see if it'd be worth paying off the debt with our retirement contributions. I did not have a choice on contributing the 6% to the state pension and the town put in the 5% for me that did not cost me anything. So I wasn't, that 5% was just on top, it was one of my benefits. So that didn't actually come out of my money. Um, So even with stopping the extra contributions, um, I would still have 11% going into my retirement account regardless of what I decided. So that made me feel a little bit more comfortable because I would still be contributing to retirement. It wouldn't be 100% stopped. Now, I can't remember the exact numbers since it was in 2006, and I had no idea I would be starting this new career within the year and talking about my journey so much. So, you know, 
I don't know the exact numbers, but I think we were putting around four to $500 a month to our 401ks at the time, in addition to that 11% uh, for myself. So I knew that after taxes, I could bring home around three to 400 extra a month to apply toward our largest and highest uh, interest rate debt. Now, the interest rate was only 6.75%, or it was right around that. It was like 6.7 something. Um, but at this time, I did not know about the rule of 72, which I will explain in great detail in a minute. Um, so, you know, that 6.75% seemed really high, especially when it was occurring $5 a day, right? And so it seemed like a good option to help us do it faster so that we could get back to saving for retirement. I did not really consider all the factors going into this decision because I just didn't know. And a guy who seemed more knowledgeable about it than me said to do it. So, you know, eventually I did start to do it. Um, But the problem with this thinking, though, is that once you start bringing home the extra, it's really hard to start sending it back again um, and not have that coming home in your paycheck on a regular basis. You get comfortable with that paycheck amount, and it's hard to hit the button again to not have that money each month. We ended up not turning back on contributions for longer than I had wanted because I wanted to save, but then things kept coming up that kept us from saving as quickly as I wanted. So we ended up skipping contributions for a year or so. Now, at that time, I thought it was a good idea, even though I did not for the first half of our journey. I also, at the time, did not realize the true costs associated with taking that year off until... Honestly, until I was doing the prep for this episode and I started doing the long-term math, I was like, oh my goodness. (laughs) I have done the math for our 401k loan, uh, which is what started this whole journey for us. And I know how that impacted our finances in the long-term, but I've never actually calculated that year of not contributing that we intentionally did that to pay off debt. So I go into detail more on the long-term costs of that 401k loan in episode 120, which is our first, our worst financial mistake that cost us a million dollars. Now the year of not contributing is not as drastic of an impact as that 401k loan, but nonetheless, the cost is a lot higher than my original calculations when I was trying to decide if it was worth it or not. Um, You know, I didn't take that big picture view of it. Um, And I honestly don't think that people that give this advice have ever thought about the long-term costs. Yes, in the short term, it seems like the logical math-based decision, but it's it's really not like it seems like it makes the most sense, but it really, it really doesn't when you take into account the long term cost and you know the fact that you probably won't start contributing to your retirement again right away, or it will take longer than you originally think. So, I mean, I didn't even know the true cost until I started working on this episode. So now if you are following the vice of you have to pay off debt and save three to six months of expenses before you start contributing toward retirement, for most of you, that will be two to three years. But a lot of you, I know a lot of you have 
massive amounts of debt, especially student loan debt. And that could take you even longer. That could be five years, which is too long to be out of the stock market and not contributing to towards your retirement. So generally speaking, when this advice is given, um, it's for two to three years, not five plus years. So if you've already stopped your contributions, uh, if you do not stop them for that long, and I'm going to explain why. So first, let me explain why you should keep contributing if you already are and not shut them off uh, to pay off debt faster. Um, the true cost of this, the long-term cost of the stopping contributions or taking out a 401k loan can be calculated using the rule of 72. Now, the rule of 72 is used to estimate how long it will take to double an investment at a given interest rate. Then divide 72 by the interest rate to see how long it will take to double your money on an investment. Now, there's a whole formula that does this uh, calculation, but you don't you don't need to know it. Just Google the rule of 72 calculator and there are several that will do the math for you. Let's not overcomplicate it, right? So just let somebody else do the math. So for our math today, we are going to use a 10% average return, which doubles every seven years, which that math is pretty easy, right? Uh, 10% is the average rate of the stock market. Of course, there are high years, there's low years, but the average is what really matters. Plus, it's a reason you shouldn't try to time the market, but that's a discussion for a whole other day and episode. All right, so for our first example, because I want you to really understand the numbers and the impact of stopping contributions. So I've got two different examples here. So our first example, let's say you're 35 years old. That puts you around 30 years from retirement age. Let's say that you put in $100 per paycheck. If you get paid bi-weekly, that's $2,600 a year. So you have 26 paychecks. Um, and so we're going to say $200 a month, basically. So five, you've got five doubles if you retire at 65. Okay, you with me? So $2,600 a year, that will double every seven years. You've got 30 years till retirement, so you have five doubles if you retire at 65. Now, this is the magic of compound interest. So let's do this math. So that first year, or I'm sorry, the first uh, double, so seven years, you're at $5,200. Doesn't seem like a big deal, right? Like that's not, 2,600 a year doesn't feel like that much money. In seven years, 5,200, like, yeah, that's not terrible, but it doesn't feel like that big of an impact, right? Well, guess what? The second double, year 14, is 10,400. Okay, that's still, I mean, it's, you know, it's a good chunk of change, but it's, you're not gonna be able to retire on that, right? Well, the third double, 21 years, is 20,800. Okay, we're getting there. We're getting there, that's, that's not terrible. Still can't retire on that. All right, well, the next double is $41,600. Okay, we're getting there. We're getting there. Now, keep in mind, this is just for contributing $100 per paycheck for one year. Okay, now, for the last double, number five, which will be at retirement age, you're talking about $83,000, $83,200 that you're losing at retirement age for $100 a payday. 
like $100 a payday adds up. That's just for one year, right? So if, I mean, do the math. If you work for 30 years, that's a that's a lot of money, okay? And that's for um, just one year, okay? For us, so let's take that math. So we did one year and we were putting in about 300 or so um, dollars a month or no, a, wait, a month? No, a paycheck. <laughs> Roughly, uh, that will cost us almost $250,000 at retirement age for 200 for uh, our amount. That's a lot of money. And guess what? My accruing interest was not even close to that amount. I really only saved around $2,000 in interest by paying off my student loan a year faster. So um, by stopping contributions, we were able to cut off around a year on my student loan payoff. And so that cost us, that saved us about $2,000. <laughs> now, for that math, for me though, I was 31, not 35. So there's another half of a doubling, which means, all right, if you're still with me on the math, this means we really lost around $375,000 because of our age at the time. By just taking that one year off for us because of how much we were contributing, $375,000 to save $2,000 in interest. Now, does that math make any kind of sense? Does it make any kind of sense for us to stop doing that? Now, you know, I'm glad that we did for many other reasons besides math and the cost. Um, but mathematically, which is what I based my decision on, it did not actually make sense. So <laughs> I'm kind of wishing that I didn't just do that math because I really hadn't considered that. And, you know, this whole journey of taking money out of retirement has cost us almost a million and a half dollars when we retire between the 401k loan. And now since I did this math, it's like, oh, why did we, you know, why did we do those things? Um, it just didn't make, at the time it made sense and it seemed like the logical thing to do, but it really wasn't when we take into account the long-term cost. Now, for the original example that we were using, not my example of $100 per paycheck, if you stop contributing for two years to pay off debt, that cost is $166,400 if you take two years paid off. Now, what if you take three years? That's costing you $332,800 with just $100 a paycheck if you stop contributing. So keep in mind that if you're doing already doing more than $100 paycheck, that's even more of a long-term cost for you. So if you're thinking you don't have the money to contribute toward retirement, you're you're wrong. I mean, we just did that math, right? Like if you haven't saved anything and you're like, well, shoot, I'd like 300 some thousand dollars so I can retire, $100 paycheck, okay? That's a start. And then once you get used to that money being taken out, then do 150, then do 200, 
and then change it to a percent, you know, 2%, 3%, so that um, as you get raises and bonuses, that money's being taken out automatically. So if you're, you know, a little hesitant about it, you can do a dollar amount first and then change it to a percentage. And you can change it through the year. Like you don't have to um, keep it the same. You can change it as much as you want. So like if you have a big bonus coming and you're like, I'd really rather keep most of that money than change it before you get that bonus and then change it back after. Like it's really not a big deal. People do it all the time. So don't feel like it's good to keep things on automation and just have that retirement savings coming out automatically, of course. Um, But, you know, be conscious of those things if you want to save a little bit of money or bring home a little bit more of your bonus and things like that. Just go ahead and change it and then change it right back. As long as you know (laughs) that you will follow through and change it back. So I just want to throw that out there because a lot of people don't think that they have money to save for retirement and you really do. So also keep in mind that that $100 per paycheck is really only around $70 or so in take-home pay because it's pre-tax. That's the cost of one meal at a restaurant, which is even less for my family. So, you know, you do have the money to save toward retirement. You're just not prioritizing it because it's on the back burner and it's one of those long-term things that we put off because of the short-term things that we want. Um, So just keep that in mind when you're considering Uh, contributing to retirement. Now, I also know that the majority of you are older than me. And so um, let's do an example with somebody older. So you're closer to retirement age. So let's say you're 42 years old, which puts you about 23 years from retirement. That same $100 per paycheck is still $2,600 a year. Now, you're going to have less doubles, right? So this one is going to be, end up costing you 41,600 for just one year. Now, if it takes you two years to pay debt off and you stop that contribution, then you've got the $83,200. Now, if you take three years, you've lost 166,400. So, you know, you are um, still losing a big chunk of money at retirement age, especially the closer you are. Um, The closer you are to retirement, obviously that long-term cost is not as great because you don't have as much time, right? But it's still a big cost, even with the high interest rate. So now that I've done this uh, math, these two examples for you of what you're, um, let's do, let's talk about what you're really saving in interest because the comparison is important, right? So for me in that year, I saved like $2,000 in interest, but it cost me almost $400,000 at retirement age. So that math doesn't make any sense, right? So if we take that $100 per month and apply it to our debt instead, because keep in mind that 401 contributions are pre-tax. So let's say you have a 200 month contribution if you get paid bi-weekly, you're really bringing home around $150. Now let's be real, you probably won't send that whole amount to your debt. So let's say you stop contributions of $100 a paycheck, you're bringing home maybe around $150 extra a month, you're probably not gonna put that whole 150 towards your debt. So let's say that you take $100 per month of that, 200, and put it towards your debt. You're gonna save around $2,000 in interest for a year. 
Now remember, the cost of that year was $83,000 for a year in lost retirement contributions. So in case you need me to do that math for you, you're losing around $80,000 by stopping contributions for a year. Now, in using the same debt payoff calculations, that extra $100 per month still only has you debt-free in three years. So that's three years of not contributing to, to retirement, which is a massive cost of $322,000 at 35 years old, or $166,400 at 45 years old. So I know I've thrown a lot of numbers at you, a lot of math, but think about that. If it takes you three years with a hundred extra dollars a month to pay off your debt and instead of contributing it toward retirement, you're losing massive amount of money to only save about $2,000. So that means mathematically, it does not make any kind of sense to stop contributing to, you, you know, to stop contributions to pay off your debt faster, even with high interest rates. All right, so now there are some times where you may want to consider stopping contributions to focus on debt when you've already been contributing, okay? So those are, if you are not actively working a debt payoff plan and have not worked on changing your behavior, then do not stop contributing. Because the long-term cost will be enormous and the chances of you actually following through with that payoff plan and paying off your debt and starting contributions back up again is extremely low. Let's be real. If you aren't doing those things, if you're not working on changing your behavior, you know you should, but you're not doing the things you know you need to do then you need to just leave the contributions alone, continue to contribute until you're in a space mentally where you are in more control of your finances so that you can pay off debt faster, right? So I do not want you to um, stop contributing or shut off things that you probably will not turn back on and then you're not gonna have any money saved for retirement. So leave it alone. If you're still working on impulse spending, sticking to your budget, you feel overwhelmed and you're not making any progress on your debt payoff goals. So if you're not making any progress, do not stop your retirement contributions at all. Now, if you are already contributing and have room in your budget to live and pay off debt, then you don't need to stop. Like it's working, you're paying off debt, you've got a plan, you are contributing toward retirement. Like don't stop the contributions because as we just did and we talked about the math, it doesn't make any sense. So if you're able to make progress on your debt payoff goals while while you left the retirement contributions alone, then leave it alone. Now, if you... um aren't already contributing and you don't have any extra money to contribute, then focus on your debt first. So if your budget is extremely tight, you don't have any wiggle room to pay off your debt any faster without finding other ways to save, cutting expenses, working extra, all those things, then you don't need to start contributing to retirement at this point. I also don't want you to, um, now, let me rephrase that. 
If you are within five years of retirement, which I know some of you are, then focus on paying off your debt first if you have to make a choice, okay? So like if you do have a tight budget but you can and you can only really do one or the other, then pay off your debt first because the goal is to not retire with a bunch of debt because if you don't have any savings for retirement or any savings at all, you won't be able to pay your bills with Social Security. So the less bills you have, the less debt you have, the more manageable it will be. Um, it's still going to be hard, don't get me wrong, but it certainly will be easier without a whole bunch of bills that you can't, you literally can't afford to pay, right? Plus, if you're within five years, you don't have much time for that investment to grow. Um, because you'll also want to have more conservative investment. So it'll be lower than that average of 10%. So your ROI will be a lot lower. So when you're that close to retirement, you really should focus on paying off the debt first. It makes sense in that situation to pay off your debt first. Now, if you are 10 years or more out from retirement, then contribute to retirement. And if you have some extra, pay off debt as well. All right, I've thrown a lot of numbers at you today, uh, which is a little bit hard to do when you can't see the numbers and what I'm talking about. It's a little bit harder to comprehend. So they will be in the show notes. It'll also be on my blog uh, so that you can actually look at the calculations and see what I'm talking about. But know that the overall message today is to do not stop your contributions <laughs> unless you're within like five years of retirement. Um, and I mean that, like five years, if you're five to 10, yeah, okay, you can do that. If you're 10 or more, no, don't don't uh, stop your contributions for sure. Because the long-term costs, it's, it's not worth it. Like you're not gonna save that much in interest compared to even just one doubling of your um, contributions. So I'd love to hear uh, from you, if you had any aha moments today, I mean, I know I did, as I said, with just doing the research for this episode and like really wanting to have a clear understanding of the real cost. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, like I had never done the math for myself for this part of my retirement contribution. So it was like, oh man, it costs us even more. And you know what? Our biggest uh, financial uh, costs, especially the long term, has been when I didn't quite understand things. And I listened to people that I thought knew more than I did. And I just took their word for it instead of really thinking or knowing the real implications and long term costs of my decisions. So, um, you know, everything happens for a reason. I'm really not complaining. Like, if I hadn't done those things, I wouldn't be where I am today, but I really want to hone in on that because I want you to know like fully the consequences of the decisions. And so, you know, don't live with regret, of course, like don't feel like, oh my God, I never should have done that. You're like, you've already done it. Just like in my case, I've already done it. There's no reason to dwell on it and make yourself feel bad about it. But if you are considering doing this, then think about the long-term costs. And if you've already done it, then turn them back on. Like you can turn the contributions on and off whenever you need to. And usually you can do it real easy on the website. I know sometimes you have to fill out a form with HR and sign it. But 
that's okay. That's their job. Like, don't worry about inconveniencing anybody. Like, you need to do what is best for you. And so if you want to shut it off for a month or two, turn it back on. Um, do what you got to do, okay? But I don't want you turning it off, turning off your retirement contributions and waiting too long to turn it back on. So you, we've done the math for just $100 a paycheck, which is not a lot of money. But you see how it adds up at retirement age. So, you know, that it, it may not feel like a lot, but it really is a lot of money. And so if you're contributing, you know, even more than that, then the long-term costs of, excuse me, even a year of not contributing is massive at retirement age. Now, I know the other part of that argument is that once you're debt free, you can contribute even more and you'll have a lot more um, money to be able to contribute to your retirement. Now, yes, you'll have more money to contribute toward retirement, but are you actually going to do it? And if you are already contributing and you can pay off your debt anyway. Like why stop and lose that on all that money, especially the younger you are, because the younger you are, the the higher the long-term costs. So, all right. So if you need to know what the math is for your situation, just Google the rule of 72 calculator. I'll link to the one that I used below as well. Um, now, I really would love to hear your feedback from this episode. And don't forget that you can just leave me a review below and enter it at budgetsmadeeasy.com slash giveaway to be entered for the giveaway during the month of March, 2023. I will be announcing the winners the week of April 3rd. And it's gonna be a lot of fun. Like I'm making a lot of the prizes, like customizing them. There will be some digital prizes if you're outside of the US. Um, so there's a couple um, days that anybody could win even though the rules do say in the US uh, go ahead and apply go ahead and submit your review because I do have a couple days where it's digital so anybody can do it and um, I can just electronically send you the price so I won't ship outside of the US now a lot of the prices will be shipped because I'm making stuff and I'm really excited about it all right so don't forget go submit your review screenshot of your review at budgetsmadeeasy.com slash giveaway and let me know what your aha moment was from this episode today send me a dm on instagram or tag me in your stories budgets made easy and I will talk to you soon